You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I'm Coach Jen from Ocala, Florida, and you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for July 3rd, 2023, episode 3215. The Hit'em crew is out and about enjoying a much-deserved day off, so sit back and enjoy this previously aired masterpiece from the Hit'em Audio Vaults. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. It's ironic that uh, that sounder kind of describes Jamie's day yesterday. <laughs> We're going to talk about that in a little bit here. We'll explain why Wendy's on the show, too. Well, we, uh, we're going to change up the schedule a little bit this morning because, uh, well, because of Jamie. <laughs> oh, God, this is like, this is not what everybody is expecting to hear from me this morning. No, everybody, Everybody's all the auditors ex- are anxiously awaiting the name of your new horse because, well, we got something else to talk about first. Oh my God! Horses can give you, man. They give you the highest of highs, and then they give you the <laughs> lowest of lows. And I'm I'm at that moment with like Wendy's here because I need a babysitter. Misery loves company. I cannot believe I'm here. I just I couldn't get the pain meds in time. There's like a six hour wait. I have to get the pain meds this morning. And why I need pain meds is I was out trail riding yesterday. Just yesterday afternoon, I rode the new horse yesterday morning. He is just lovely. Everything was great. I'm bouncing around and it comes the afternoon. I teach my lessons and then we still have some sunlight to go for a little trail. So I hop on Thor and I'm ponying the new guy. I've got a couple students with me and some neighbors. Which is about, there's about five of six of us out there on their horses uh, just going for a walk. I have the dogs out. It's a beautiful evening here in Phoenix. And uh, we're riding down the road. And, and we ride on irrigation roads, which are like dirt roads behind everybody's properties. But there's about 100 yards where you have to make a left on the main road, the pavement before you make a right to get back onto the irrigation road. And, um, you know, there's five or five, five of us on horses and all my dogs and everybody's dogs are running around and a truck is coming behind us. And we're joking. We're like, Oh yeah, that's, that's five o'clock traffic. That's rush hour here in Waddell, you know, here we go. And so uh, I try to get the dogs to move over and I take Thor and, the new guy over to the side and I'm on somebody's driveway and, and man, Thor never spooks. He just is as tough as they come, but there's one thing that bothers him and it's a sneak attack of a dog up against the fence. If he doesn't know they're there, if he can see them, he's fine. But this dog, as we're waiting for the car to go by, I'm sitting on Thor and I just didn't even realize I was on somebody's driveway, which is slick. Thor has no shoes on 
And it was just this like moment of disaster happened. Um, he, as we're, you know, moving over for the car, he's standing barely on the driveway and this dog comes up. I we can't see it. And it hits the gate in front of the driveway. Oh, like every horse is spooked to that noise. Well, yeah, but then he spooks and it's not a big spook, but it's enough because it's that slick pavement and he has no shoes. And he just, he, what was described to me with, it was the fastest fall they've ever seen. He just went from standing to on his left side, just, whoosh, just mm. like, like he slipped on ice. And of course, here's me sitting on him. So he crushed, oh, he crushed my left foot. My left knee hit the ground, my left elbow and my head all bam up against the ground. Well, the only thing that doesn't hurt is my head because I was wearing my helmet. Jeez Louise. That's the only thing that doesn't hurt is my head. So, uh, I lay there for a minute and, and he scrambles up and he just kind of moves off to the side. The new guy just stands there like perfect. He's totally, this is a wild must, two Mustangs that are loose on the road. And they just stood there. Wow. Like the new guy just stood there too. Just stood there. And he's a, such a touchdown. My God. So, um, all the girls are like, oh, everybody jumps off. They're like, what? And I was like, no, no, no. Just give me a second. Just <laughs> let me play here. And for a minute, I'm like, okay, yeah. All right, I need a ride home. And so that truck that was following us, I ended up getting in. Everybody led all their horses home, and I ended up getting a ride home, which then proceeded uh, in a trip to the emergency room to then find out that I've broken bones in my foot. Um, my arm is not broken, which is good because that hit the pavement pretty hard. My Head is fine. My knee is bloody and bruised, but Ow. everything uh, aside from uh, you know a broken foot, which now leads me to be on crutches for at least a week, and uh, in the cast for six. Oh, <sighs> and I'm supposed to go to Flag is Up Farm in a week and a half. Yeah, I guess Monty's going to have to wait, huh? <laughs> Just sound like I know. Uh, yeah, you need a scooter. You yeah. need a. Uh, <laughs> we get on a scooter in a round pin. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? There's nothing more depressing than this. Is you've realized that your life dream is going to have to be put on hold, and you're in an effing Walmart on a scooter <laughs> cart. People, old people are walking faster than you while you're going around to like. I went to get the bananas while Chad's getting my prescription, which then apparently there's a wait time of six hours for controlled drugs. So I haven't slept all night because my butt hurts. Yeah, I got to tell you guys, you know, she's underplaying it a little bit. I got texts all night long, and I mean literally all night long. It wasn't all night from me. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I cannot repeat any of them because they're <laughs> laced with profanity. <laughs> I'm sorry, boss. I figured you're a grown-ass man. No, it's okay. I didn't, uh, you know, whatever. But I'm the one that swears all the time at this show. But we have Wendy here. She's the official beeper. When 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 Jamie starts to say, F-, Wendy, you're going to go, what? Okay. Done. Sorry about that. That's what you're supposed to beep. Okay. Chad, so, all right. Yeah. Chad all right, actually right. looked over my, my, well, I was texting Glenn last night because so we just decided to sit up, watch a movie, and I'm texting Glenn, and Chad goes, Oh my God, you sent that to him? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I did that an hour ago. That was old news. 
But thanks to, to, to my dear friends who were out trail riding with me. And because what do you do with a freaking two-year-old? It's 6 to 30 at night. It's time for him to have dinner. And I'm like, sorry, kid. I'm out of here. <laughs> ER, peace out. Like, what do you do? So oh they were God. awesome. They stayed. They fed him. They put him to bed. They were just awesome. I just have really great neighbors. I'm so lucky. So anyway, thanks to them for, for jumping in. Well, and I'm, I'm glad it, it could have been worse. I'm glad it wasn't worse. And I'm, I'm sorry that you're going to be out of commission for a while. I'm shocked <laughs> that you're even on the show this morning. We, we had originally booked Wendy because we thought you were going to be off. And then it was like, yeah, she wanted to come on. And I think she wanted to come on. Jamie wanted to come on for what's coming up right now. We have three guests to get to. So we're going to get to this right away. All the auditors are waiting. I think we have a, we have a ton of live listeners all waiting for this moment. Uh, But so let's, uh, you want to, you want to set it up? Well, um, you know, I got this new Mustang and I decided he needed a new name um, because Lucas couldn't say O'Malley. Uh, so I wanted to give him a new name and he's he's got a brother named Thor and somebody suggested Loki, but I already have a Loki and a Lucky and I can't do a Loki too. It's just too much. So we decided to have names. Well, everybody submitted awesome names and I just realized that I couldn't pick. I, even Elisa Wallace came up with some awesome names and I, I couldn't pick. I didn't want to make anybody mad. So I decided to contact via Debbie Laux, Monty Roberts, and have him name the horse. And unless the name was going to be like, I don't know, Twiddlebee or Lucky, yeah. you know, <laughs> one of those like super quarter horse names, I thought. One of the My Little Pony names. <laughs> no, I figured he'd do like, uh, obviously I can't even think right now, yeah. but like I was thinking it'd be like. Cowboy. Western Barrel. Done. Been there, done that. (laughs) Cowboy, you know, whatever. So anyway, I decided that he could name the Mustang. I was like, you, it's in your hands. Yeah, have him have him name it. So well, uh, I have a, I have something you haven't heard that I'm, uh, and and Monty sent a little audio for us to play, uh, and in it he names the Mustang. But first, Jerry was at it again, our auditor Jerry, and uh, he wrote a little song for the uh, naming of the horse. I'll, so I'll play him back to back here. This uh, is this is Jerry. I realized after listening to the Mustang song and then hearing the actual events that took place over the weekend that I had not written the perfect country and western song. I hadn't said anything about trucks, prison, or getting drunk. So now, after Miss Jennings' adventure, I believe I've written the perfect country and western song. Well, she was drunk when she pulled in to the prison. Her friend Donna parked the trailer with the truck she'd come to bid at auction with just a little amount of cash hoping she didn't go over cause Chad just might kick her ass but now she's bidding on a Mustang named O'Malley she just hope Chad understands when she gets home. <laughs> yep. They put him on the trailer, but she didn't turn on her phone. Hoping when the trip was over, all her stuff would still be at home. <laughs> but now she's hanging out 
with Mustangs cause she's homeless. <laughs> Who'd have ever <laughs> thought an auction could cause such pain? Oh but you don't have to call her by her barn name. Why can't she give her Mustang a brand new name? Well, you don't have to call him by his old name. Cause Monty Roberts gave her Mustang. Monty Roberts gave her new Mustang. Monty Roberts gave her new Mustang a brand new name. Wow. Hi, wow. Jamie. I've just seen some beautiful pictures, and uh, there's no question this is one of the nicest-looking uh, Mustangs that I've seen ever. Uh, he's gorgeous. And we were looking up the gods, because he looks a bit like he's out of the sky with clouds and everything. So we've decided that it's Zeus. Zeus was the god of the open skies in front of the other gods and the thunder coming down. And it's what made me think about him uh, when I saw the pictures. So we're saying Zeus. There you go. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did Monty Roberts, the god of Mustangs, just tell me that that's one of the nicest looking Mustangs he's ever seen? I think he did. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. I could die now. <laughs> See, that's why I almost got hit by a car and crushed by a horse because my life can come to an end because I have heard that. Seriously, I asked Debbie just what he thought, you know, and then I get that that via text message. Like they recorded it and texted to me. I started crying. And I, I've listened Aww. to it probably 400 times. Like, <laughs> that is so pretty cool. cool when Monty Roberts names your horse. I uh, that and Zeus is a great name. Zeus and Thor, it's like perfect. <laughs> now the problem is he he's just such a sweet little guy. He's not just a big well, we, tough we, god, you know, uh, but you know what? Him Maybe time. he'll make one. Yeah, make him, him one. Yeah. <laughs> I just I, it's so perfect. I just can't believe it. I thank you, Monty. Uh, I I got a message from uh, Monty's assistant that was like, "You have really stirred things up here." <laughs> Apparently, that's all they did for an entire night was research names and stuff. <laughs> and that's so sweet of them. I can't believe it, that he would spend time on something like that. But he did. And he's just a great guy. And thank you, Debbie, for putting that together. And and uh, gosh, that was awesome. And thank you, Jerry, for the lead-in song. We'll play that again later in the show for those that missed play, it. We'll play play, play Monty's thing. audio one more time. Uh, okay. Then we have to go to our guest, okay? Uh, okay. Uh, 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 this is for Jamie. Hi. She hasn't Jamie, heard it enough. <laughs> I've just seen some beautiful pictures. And uh, there's no question this is one of the nicest looking uh, Mustangs that I've seen ever. Uh, he's gorgeous. And we were looking up the gods. Because he looks a bit like he's out of the sky with clouds and everything. So we've decided that it's Zeus. Zeus was the god of the open skies in front of the other gods. And the thunder coming down. And it's what made me think about him uh, when I saw the pictures. So we're saying Zeus. 
There you go. Well, con- <coughs> congratulations on his new name, and it's short, Zeus! easy to spell. So that's Zeus good too. Zeus the Mustang and Thor the Mustang. So Thor the Mustang's Facebook page is going to have to change because I can't I can't keep up with two to Zeus Thor the Mustang and Zeus the Mustang. There Yay, you go. Thank you, Yay. Debbie. Thank you, Monty. Thank you, everybody involved in that. It's so cool. If you have one or two horses, or you have 20, 30, or more, fly predators will make the difference between heavy infested fly problem or a no-fly zone. Balding Lab fly predators, catching these flies before they become an issue. Well, let's bring on an old friend of ours who uh, hasn't been on the show in a while. She used to be here on a regular basis, and we're so happy to have her back. And that's Dr. G of Technical Large Animal Rescue, who just heard your whole harrowing story, um, and also <laughs> the naming of your horse. Hey, Dr. G, good to have you back again. Good morning. Thank, thank you. you for having me. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you, you, have, uh, you have Dr. Wendy Ying, who I think was in a clinic with you about 10 years ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you remember when? I, no, I was um I was doing a demo. We were in Alabama, some Alabama horse fair, and I was driving yep. my big Irish draft horse, and I almost hit your car. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I had to come over and talk to you later, but I I either was too embarrassed or it just never happened. <laughs> It's no big deal. It's Car- one of those things. We have accidents that happen all the time. Apparently, you guys have got some questions about some accidents this morning. Yes. Well, this article came up with Jamie uh, brought it to our attention. And I, where was it, Jamie? Do you remember what? I don't know, but it was a pretty legitimate website talking about how to get a horse uncast. And, and what it talked about was typically people, oh, let's put a halter on it and pull, you know, which apparently just keeps Wendy Ying in business, Dr. Wendy in business. Um, so their thing was to grab, you know, a handful of mane down by the withers and the kind of handful of mane and just at least pull it enough to where it's got, the horse has some space between that and the wall. And Glenn said that it was total BS. I thought that was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard. Now I could be wrong, but it sounded bad to me. So I Dr. G. No, you're, you're exactly right. I would love to see some of the, um, the average horse person that's about 100 pounds, I would love to see them actually move a 1,400 pounds away from the wall. <laughs> With the mane. <laughs> With the mane. And, and you can imagine if somebody did that to your head, it probably wouldn't feel very good either. Thank you, Dr. So G. Suppose, I'm validated. I suppose it, it's possible that you could stimulate the horse and piss him off enough that he might move away from the wall by pulling on his mane. Yeah, that's a good but plan. You are correct. That is... <laughs> That is not a good not a good method. <laughs> you know, technically, there's lots of methods. It's just, is it a good method or a bad method? So, Here, let me just let me probably. for one second just say, okay, Glenn, you were right. Okay, yeah, you I'm never hear throw that. that. So I, I, just... I, it's okay. You you broke your foot last she night. I'm not going to go there today. You're not here. Yeah. So okay, we're going to let you have. Right. So your horse Bye. fell on you. I get it. Your head was bonked. <laughs> I'm not going to add to it today. So, but Doctor G, I was right. So there. Uh, so. You were right. So you were now, right. Doctor... it really comes down to it comes down to the weight of the animal, um, and really. Uh, one of the things that we talk about a lot is you should never be trying to solve something like that by yourself anyway, because if something does go wrong and the horse does get away from the wall and stands up, he can stand up so much faster than we can. He can stand on you right there in the middle of the stall. So it's just not a smart thing to do, in my opinion. I suggest well, you go you find do? help, even if it takes you 10 minutes to go find help. What do you do? What? The horse is down. What, where, where's he going to go? Is he going to go somewhere? 
Well, if he does, he's probably do going to end up getting up. So <laughs> that's yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. So why do we why do we as horse people we frantically think, oh my God, the horse is down. What are we going to do? And yes, there are cases where the horse has his foot through the bars in the stall, and then he may be actually beating himself to death um, on the part that's down. That is probably a more exigent circumstance. But horses getting cast in a stall, go find somebody, get some help so that you can actually make this happen. And if you think about, did you guys post some of those photos that I sent to you? Jennifer uh, probably we, will here. Yep. Okay. Yeah. If we can post those, there's, there's a couple of methods of rolling a horse out of this kind of situation um, that are useful. And one that, that is a preventive thing that a lot of people like to use is an anti-casting strip against their, you know, especially for a horse that you know does it a lot, um, which is sort of telling you that probably you've got too big a horse and too small a stall. But um, you can use an anti-casting strip or a two-by-four up, up um, at the chair rail height in the stall so the horse can actually push against that. Um, mm. That is a preventative method that some people use. But if you show up and the horse is cast in the stall, what can you do right then? And what I suggest is that you go get your friend, and then what you can do is you can access the hind leg the downside hind leg and the downside front leg if you've got enough people. But if you get the downside back leg of the horse and you can manage to get a piece of webbing or a thick piece of rope, you don't want to use a thin piece of rope, but something like yacht braid or something that's really heavy duty um, and fish yourself a loop around that downside rear leg, you cannot imagine how easy it is because the pelvis and the spinal column of the horse are very fused. When you pull that downside rear leg at a 45 degree angle across the shoulder, as you start to roll the horse, of course, usually he'll struggle to help. He'll, his hind legs will start to roll towards you. Then his spine will come. And then of course his legs start to roll and the weight brings him back up to level. The problem is if you're in a 10 by 10 stall, <laughs> where are you going to go? Because if you think about it, his legs are so long, he's going to take up the whole rest of the stall to try to roll over and, and come towards you. So you have to be in a safe position to be able to get out of the stall. That's the problem. Dr. G, we had this. I had a Percheron that was over a ton. He was 18 and a half hands. And he got cast yep. in the stall. It was a pretty good-sized stall, but he, he still managed to do it, right? Um, so what we did, we had to go get help. We had, there were actually four of us, and we actually did ropes on all four legs. Now, he was not freaking out. He was just laying there. He's, you know, percher yep. on quiet, right? And that was our concern, yep. though, is when we get him over, it, one, is he going to scramble to stand up and crush us? Um, and right. we had the exit plan. You go out the door first. You go out second. You go out, and we really had it planned uh, what order of events was going to happen so we could get out quickly. As it turned out, when we turned him over, he just laid there and looked at us and said, Said thanks, and then you know, got up in a little while. He didn't seem to be too That's concerned about the whole you. thing, you know. <laughs> right, exactly. But you know, God bless the, God bless the draft horse. <laughs> but it was a concern because he's so big. I mean, if his feet had, you know, it could have crushed us. So, um, and you, it's it's not bad to use ropes on all four legs, but it's the downside too that you really want to try to. Okay, to I didn't realize contain. that that you could just do that. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. And if you only have just two or three people, you just attach it to the downside rear leg, bring it forward at a 45-degree angle. The rope should be coming across the shoulder behind the withers. And 
once you start to pull, you got to pull and you got to keep pulling. So if you have an exit strategy of of being a long enough rope or a long enough, I love pieces of webbing. I love those pieces of of four-inch webbing, two-inch webbing that you use for a toe strap because you won't hurt the horse. Even if he kicks, it's not going to hurt him. And then it's pretty easy to unsort it. It won't tie around the foot because, of course, there's some horses that will freak out when they have suddenly have a piece of webbing attached to their foot when they stand up. That can be a little bit distressful to some horses. Hmm. Well, that I, you know, and it, well, now we got to go out and buy webbing, Jennifer. And we need to have thirty webbing. feet, thirty feet of of toe toe strap webbing. Um, that is, I use it for all kinds of things because it's wide enough. It doesn't put any too much pressure. That's the problem with ropes. Ropes have a little teeny tiny surface area, and if the horse kicks and it tightens, then you can really hurt him. But webbing, it's almost impossible to tighten it that much. Wendy, have you ever dealt with the cast horse? Oh, yeah. I actually, when I was a teenager growing up, I had my show hunter, she was like this huge, fat, adorable horse. And she loved to get cast in the stall shows. And then she just lay there waiting for us to come. She would always get cast like, <laughs> like laying like a turtle up against the stall. And so we would yep. have to pull her over. And we did exactly what you said. We uh, would just take our our big lunge lines, the thick ones, and just put it on her, the far side hind leg and just tip her back over. And then yep. I had a All couple times in vet school. Yeah. A couple times in vet school, we had that situation. And a lot of times the other students on, on the uh, rotation are dog and cat people. So they're, they're not really trained, <laughs> you know, they don't understand about horse sense. So I remember this one case, we had this horse that was oh he was colicking so bad and just like freaking out and kicking and it was a Tennessee walker and it still had his shoes on so it had these gigantic like weapons on the end of his feet and we uh I can't remember how we got the rope on I think somebody climbed on the top of the stall and we like lowered a little uh loop down and got the foot and we pulled it over we were standing outside the stall and I, I, it was overnight. So it was like me and some technicians and we wouldn't let anybody get in the stall. when We flipped it over because exactly what you said, like, okay, well, once we get the thing flipped over, you don't want to be in the stall with it. Yeah. So exactly right. You make the point exactly. And you know, doc, you know, it is very common for these older horses, arthritic horses to get quote cast in the, mm-hmm. Pasture. They lay down to roll and they just end up in a little divot or a little right. tiny um, hole. And next thing you know, they just can't get their feet underneath them. And these older horses, we have similar problems. So yeah. sometimes you can just roll them out of the hole or roll them out of a little divot. And they're, they're like, hey, thank you. And they walk yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. And it, especially with old horses, you're right. People think, oh, well, they're laying down to die. And they weren't. They were just rolling and they got stuck in a little divot and they just can't get back up. So that, that is good to have on hand that strap. I think that that's a great addition to anybody's emergency kit. We use that strap for all the manipulations for sideways drags and forward assist, just, Mm -hmm. just manipulating the body of the horse instead of having to pull on his legs and his head. And that's something that's really changed in the last 25 years is realizing that the legs and the head are not appropriate handles to pull on anything. <laughs> they certainly are not to be attached to a winch or a mechanical right. thing like a tractor. And it's hor- horrific to think, but people have done that. We've got to find that article, and we all need people. to go over there and flame them. 
we talked to the pros and you That's were right. You guys are wrong. They just they don't realize what they're talking about. It's a 1400-pound warm board. You're not going to move it if you're 100 pounds. Like, Even if I'm I'm 200 that? pounds and I couldn't move a, a horse like yeah, that. Yeah, there was no really we, there was off, no way we were moving a 1-ton percheron with a mane. You just need to work out a little more, Glenn. Glenn, My God. I mean, I'm I'm 5'3". I'll pull that sucker over. I got no problem. Dr. G, give out your website where people can find videos and all kinds of cool information on horse uh, rescue. If you go to Facebook and use Technical Large Animal Emergency Rescue, there's a group of about 8,000 people that are talking about these kinds of issues, and we'd love to have you. Very good. And Dr. G used to do a, a monthly show with us for a long time, so you can go back into the archives at horsesinthemorning.com, and you can just look up Technical Large Animal Rescue. Just search for that and bring up all the episodes she did. None of that information is timely. I mean, it's uh, it applies today. If we recorded it three years ago, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's the same information, so you can go back and take a listen to all those episodes, too. It's so good to talk to you again, Dr. G. Thank Come you back. so much for having me on. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good day. All right, thanks. Take care. <laughs> she's such a pro she I makes know. me feel stupid like, I, I know and she's Ugh. so authoritative about the way she t- well she's military too so <laughs> but you know what I think that I love the work that she's doing it, she, yeah. she really the, the first responders they don't know they're not horse people you know so they can really hurt them but they're trying to help them. They just need some training, and her program is awesome. I, yeah. I think she's made such a difference in the in the way these people handle emergencies. Yeah. You know, I just got a message from a couple of listeners who said uh, they missed Dr. G being on the show. We'll try and have her back more often uh, to yes, talk I about love different things. While I get our next guest ready, why don't you tell us about Kosequin? Tosequin ASU joint and hoof pellets contain in quality ingredients to support joint and hoof health and leave out the fillers, molasses, and alfalfa, all while delivering the taste horses love. The color of their ingredients shine through for a difference you can see. Visit CosequinEquine.com. Well, welcome back to Horses in the Morning. Uh, I'll just catch everybody up real quick before we go to our next guest. Uh, when Dr. Wendy is here kind of helping out because Jamie... Had a little bit of a spill yesterday uh, with uh, Thor landing on her, and she broke her foot and got banged up a little bit, so she wasn't sure she was going to be able to do the whole show. Uh, we we did a name get a name for the new Mustang, and uh, we'll replay that again in the 10 o'clock hour. And also, we want to hear callers. We want you guys to call in today. You can Hopefully, Jamie will still be awake. She's been up all night, but uh, hopefully she'll still be here. If not, Dr. Wendy and I would love to hear from you. Uh, we can talk about anything. I'm going to a podcasting conference. I would love to ask you a couple questions about podcasting and why you like them or uh, that kind of thing. So in the 10 o'clock hour, we're taking calls. You can call in live at 435-272-1997. 435-272-1997. Hopefully all three of us will be here, but uh, if not, Dr. Wendy and I will be here. As a matter of fact, J- Jamie just wrote to us, I have to pee. I'll be back in 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was some like little No, joke it means I wasn't that getting. it's going to take her that long to hop to the bathroom with her crutches. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I got it. I got it, because I've had a wife that's been on crutches numerous times, so I I totally understand. This morning she wrote me a note and said, I don't know how to get the coffee from the kitchen to the studio uh, with crutches. (laughs) I don't know if she had the child do it or not, but 
<clears throat> All right, we are going to go to our next guest to talk about something that I've never heard of before. And uh, we're going to learn a little bit about it t- today. And that is uh, what's called trail dressage. We have Steve Simmons on with us. And we're going to talk a little bit about this concept that I have know nothing about. So, Steve, good morning. Thank you for joining us today. Well, good morning. Thank you for having me. Where are you at, Steve? What state are you in? I'm in New Mexico. New Mexico. Okay, good. Be sure to speak up. You're a little bit quiet this morning. So, um okay. So tell us about trail dressage. Exactly what is it? Well, I've had horses now for 15, 16 years. It was my midlife thing. And I do all kinds of things with my horses. I compete with them in reining and driving, and um, I've done ranch work. But my favorite thing to do is trail riding. I just love to be out there on the trail with my horse. But I've studied uh, Western dressage. I've competed successfully in Western dressage, and I just thought we could bring some of the easier, more basic dressage principles, the trail riding, and the goal being to make the rider more balanced up on the horse and make the horse more balanced and lighter underneath the rider. And it's a judge thing along the trail? No, no, it's not a judge thing. It's purely a recreational thing. Um Trail riders just love to be out there in the middle of nowhere. That's what I like to do. But I also like to have a light, responsive horse. And I like to be the best rider that I can be for my horse. Steve, so here I, I was picturing here I was picturing you'd have certain stations where you stop and do a piaf or passage <laughs> and then you move wow. on and you know you, 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 that's what I was picturing. Not um, yet, buddy. That's coming. Greg. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I don't next. know we're going to get the piaf on the trail. That's pretty far down. That's pretty high called, up there. I, that's called jigging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I I just want to be a lighter and better rider for my horse and help him be lighter and more responsive underneath me and to keep him healthy. So is it- I think it's a great idea because I think, um, you know, I, I do a lot of trail riding now and I try to be conscious of, of what I'm doing. I don't just be, I'm not just a passenger, but I see some people that just do trail that are just a passenger on their horse. But when you're out on the trail, it's a great time to you know, work on symmetry of your horse's body and get him to engage his core without them thinking like they're in the dressage arena. It's like, I hate to go to the gym, but I like to jog outside, you know? Oh, I think the trail is a great place to work with a horse. I take my young horses out there on the trail and I work with them on all kinds of things out there. Mm -hmm. It's a great mental vacation for them and it gives me a long stretch of trail to get things done. And it's where I really like to be. And it's great for um, real, like, not real, sorry. It's great for, like, the the diva dressage horses that never leave the arena because they're always used to being on the flat surface. It's like someone that jogs on a treadmill all the time and then goes out and tries to run on a trail. It, it They're not used to uneven surfaces or going up and down hills or stepping over things. So I think trail dressage could be really a great... Uh, thing like a cross training thing that that dressage like traditional dressage horses do to get them out of the ring a little bit so where do you start like how do you start with your horse doing this well the horse i'm doing the most of well i have several horses i i get all my horses out on the trail i don't care what their normal discipline is or their competition discipline 
I take them all out on the trails because I think it's a great mental vacation for them. But I also think it, it teaches them where to where to put their feet and how to pay attention to where their feet are going because the terrain is not even and flat. So I think it's a great place to work the horse and teach them to be aware of their body and aware of where their feet are going. And um, I find if I work my horses just in the arena, they get a little sour after a while. So we go out there on the trail. It's just a, me- a metal vacation for them, and they so- just all love it. So why is it called trail dressage? Is there anything that makes it different than just a trail ride? Well, it's, a, it's probably a little bit more disciplined because you're working on yourself as a rider to make sure that you're balanced and centered up on the horse. Okay, so there's and, some exercises you, that you recommend maybe? Yes. Yeah, and there's some uh, yoga exercises we can bring into it. There's some body core exercises you could bring into it. There's some self-awareness about how you're positioned up on the horse. And then as you become more aware of how you're positioned up on the horse, then you can become more aware of how the horse is responding underneath you. And as you become lighter and more centered up on the horse, the horse can be balanced and make the horse's job easier. And they can become lighter and more responsive to you. So the whole thing becomes easier for both of you down the road. Gotcha. Is there a place that people can go to to find out where they can get some of these exercises and, and, and some help? Yes, we have a Facebook page called Trail Dressage, and we're building our website, which is traildressage.com. Very cool. Well, this is this is something I, I know that a lot of people are going to want to look into because it does sound like a great idea. And um, Trail, so, so the website's not quite ready, but the Facebook page is. Yeah, there is a, a holding thing up, uh, a description of Trail Dressage up under traildressage.com. So okay. there is something there. And then our Facebook page is traildressage.com also. Or our gotcha. Trail Dressage. Yeah. Very cool. Very well, yep. Thank, thank you, Steve. To, go ahead, Glenn. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate you stopping by. And I'm noticing that a bunch of our listeners are already uh, liked the page at Trail Dressage. So uh, hopefully they can uh, check it out. Well, I appreciate the time and thank you so much. All right. Take care, Steve. Okay. <clears throat> well, now uh, we, we have one more guest coming up. We're going to change gears a little bit and talk a little bit about uh, preservation and, and uh, racing and uh, uh, Hamiltonian winners and all kinds of things actually brings back memories from when Jennifer used to work at the big standard bread farm. And that's going to be coming up here in a minute. But in the meantime, uh, I wanted to do just a programming note for the next couple of days. We will not be live the next couple of days. Jennifer and I and Wendy and Helena and Heather from the Women in Rodeo show are all descended. Everybody else but me. Yeah, everybody didn't but me. Yeah, it's a damn good thing we didn't. That would have been a waste <sighs> of an airline ticket. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we... Uh, we are all descending upon Tampa, which is right now getting under tornado warning, I think. So uh, we're descending upon Tampa the next couple of days for something called PodFest. And uh, I'm doing the keynote speech there on Friday. These guys are all coming to cheer me on. Thank you so Yay. much. 
That's going to be fun. So we will not. We will have shows, brand new shows for you, but they will not be live. We'll put out the recorded versions. Tomorrow is Horse Husbands. And it's interesting because two of the horse husbands on the show tomorrow are listener husbands, kind of keeping in the year of the listener going here. So we got some listener auditor husbands on, and they apparently are forced to listen to our shows. So, oh my God! So <laughs> going to the horse shows and being at the barn isn't enough. Now they have to listen to our shows. So we're going to hear how they Those like guys that. are saints. <laughs> And then Friday, Mary Kitzmiller is uh, coming on with us. She missed earlier in the month because she had a harrowing trip home from California with her horse trailer in Arizona, of all places, in the middle of the desert. So she's she gonna... should have stopped by. That's where I live. In <laughs> she's Arizona, gonna... in the middle. You're of lucky the she didn't call you. Um, she'll tell us all about that. And then she also, Jamie, got her new OTTB. I don't oh, know if you so saw cool. the picture of it. I did. Uh, it's his so name is Moonshine. <laughs> Um, and he is going to be competing in the OTTB Challenge coming up, uh, and so she's going to be telling us all about that. And we do have uh, Stuart uh, coming on on Monday to talk about it. So Stuart Pittman. Cool. That's great. Now, yep. um, before we get to the song, I would like to thank everybody who is messaging me. Uh, very kind words. And I would like to tell you, I didn't fall off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did not fall okay, off. wait a minute. You did hit the ground and the horse landed on top of you. At some point, you came off. I rolled away once he stood up, uh-huh. uh, but I did not fall off. Uh-huh. We went down as a team. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it's a team effort. It was a team effort. By God, we hit the ground as a yeah. Does that couple. count, Wendy? Technically, as a fall? No, if that you doesn't go down with count the horse? as a fall. No, no, she stayed on. Fall is when you not... the horse stands up and you're you hit the ground. But there was there's nothing you can do when they go down. So what do we call it then? Wipe out. <laughs> <laughs> I did not fall off. I have not fallen I off. I wish I had yet. the wipeout song ready right now. I really do. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> oh, dear God, Jerry, please don't sing it. Oh, dear God. You know, Jerry's going to have another song after he hears this story today. Oh. <laughs> I didn't fall off. Just so you all know. Oh. Move on. All right. Let me. Uh, Let's 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 uh, let's talk a little bit uh, about our sponsor, and that is the Clarion Hotel in Lexington. In three short weeks, I will be there, staying there. I'll be there with Mary Kitzmiller. We'll be doing the Road to the Horse coverage. Uh, we'll be providing eight hours of coverage there at Road to the Horse. We're so excited about that. We'll be talking a little bit more about that on Friday's show. But we'll be staying at the Clarion Hotel. It's where uh, we stay. It's where everybody from the Horse Radio Network stays when we go to Lexington. You can still... There's a couple of rooms left if you're heading to Road to the Horse. I know there's a lot of listeners going. I'm excited to meet you all. And also, if you're heading to Rolex, I, I don't know if there's room left. You'll have to call. Uh, but uh, it's Clarion Hotel. Lexington. Your rate includes a full breakfast buffet every morning, free Wi-Fi, free airport shuttle to and from the airport for those of you that are flying in. And also, it has a terrific full-service restaurant called Cortland Southern Kitchen. You'll never guess what kind of food they make. Also, if you're into bourbon, check out the bourbon sampler at the Sports Page Bourbon Bar and Grill. Uh, This is also very simple. You drive out of the driveway, you make a right, you drive about, what, four miles, you make a left, and you're at the Kentucky Horse Park. Uh, you're coming in the yeah. back way. You don't need to do the highway. You won't get stuck in traffic. It's perfect. Uh, and it's so beautiful. It takes a little while, though, because you're gawking at all the 
beautiful farm. That's true, because there is a lot of beautiful farms along that road. Uh, yeah. It's neat. That and one babies. It's baby oh, time. Yeah, it's baby oh. season. Oh, That's yeah, right. I forgot about time. that. There will be a ton of babies when we go. And there's that one farm along that road, this road that you go up to, to the park, that has the cream-colored fence. It's the only one there. You guys know which one I'm talking about? Jennifer probably knows the name of it. it has, I think it's a standard bread farm. Kind of a cream-colored fence. It's just beautiful. Because <laughs> you don't see that. Is it the giant often. one that that um, On the attaches there. to the horse park? No, it's it's down at the next intersection. I think Jamie probably knows what I'm talking about, and it just goes for miles. And it's this cream colored, beautiful fence and beautiful barns. Oh, Lexington is so cool. Oh way. yeah, Jennifer might be right. I think it might be Cobra Farm. That's it. It is Cobra yeah. Farm. Is that standard Jennifer bread remembers. or thoroughbred? No, I think they're thoroughbred. And are they thoroughbred? Okay. Yeah. And the, they were selling that when we were leaving Kentucky. Remember they were splitting it up and selling it? Uh, I hope it didn't get like Castleton housing. Lion. That's the that's the God, Jennifer's typing all this stuff. She's like seriously How does she know? I don't know. She's amazing. Yeah, she well, she she reads all this stuff all the time. She keeps up on uh, our <laughs> She's lessons, our Kentucky Rainbow. Our Kentucky contact. But anyway, ClarionHotelLex.com. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to play this for Jamie just to make her happy and to soothe her wounded soul and body. Uh, her favorite song, Peace, Love, and Horses. Yay! Wildflowers in her hair She can go anywhere On that Palomino mare She's got Rocky Mountain ivory That she wears around her neck And the Grateful Dead Plays on In her head Somewhere between She's all about peace, love, horses, and me. She could end the war with just a smile. She can drive a tractor, building hay for miles and miles. She says, in a sense, grows and right Doing that song that he sang About two books 
different covers, but the pages are the same. It's certain as a river in the spring. You seal a deal with a handshake. That's her philosophy. She can rope and ride, and she likes hanging out with me. Love is one thing that can't change anything, and she loves me, and that's the part that gets me. She's all about peace, love, horses, and me. Jared Rogerson with Peace, Love, Horses, and Me. You can find all of his music at jaredrogerson.com. You're listening to Horses in the Morning here on the Horse Radio Network. I'm Glenn DeGeek. I have uh, Dr. Wendy Ying and Jamie Jennings and Coach Jen, four of us on the show this morning, having a little party here and celebrating... No, we're not really celebrating, actually. It's uh, a pity party, and I needed Wendy to hold my hand. <laughs> we're commiserating is what we're doing. We have one more guest before we get to callers today. We're going to, if you would like to give us a call at 10 o'clock, 435-272-1997. It appears that Jamie has not fallen asleep on us yet, so she might be here to help uh, take calls. We hope so. We have Beth Davison coming on. You know, Lana LaBelle Farm is one of the most popular farms for for, uh, the standard bred horses. They have had bred four Hamiltonian winners over the years, and there's a conservation project going on now and this is a topic that we're very concerned with in the United States here is conserving some of these tradition these terrific farms and these uh, historic farms across the country this one happens to be in New Jersey and we have Beth on with us to talk a little bit about that good morning Beth hi good morning how are you good I'm so glad you could join us you know land preservation is something that that we're all concerned with all of us that ride horses because you know we're just running out of places to ride and you know and then you take these big historic farms we were just talking about cobra cobra farm in lexington being up for sale and being concerned that it's going to be put into ten thousand houses right um and i know that that's something that's the reason you started working on this with this very special farm tell everybody about lana labelle well, Lana LaBelle, um, you mentioned, has a has a pretty rich history from an equestrian standpoint. It was, um, it, well, uh, even dating before um, its equestrian history in the, in the 30s, it was actually part of a larger cattle breeding operation, but it was purchased in 76 by Alan Levitt, who was a standard bred breeder, and he um, had a very successful breeding operation there, as you know um, and mentioned there were uh, four Hamiltonian winners that uh, that were bred and, and uh, raised from that barn, um, including Mac Lobel, who I, I understand um, his life earnings were near $4 million. And one of my uh, wife's so he favorites, was pretty impressed. Speedy Crown, was 1971, <laughs> too. Yeah. So uh, so the farm has a rich history, but it was uh, it was sold um, after uh, from by Alan Levitt to somebody... Um, who he, you know, once he ran into some financial difficulties, it was sold and um, and then sold again. And 
the landowner that we purchased the farmland easement for actually secured a subdivision of the farm for nine estate lots in um in the uh in 2007 so it's been kind of a topic of a lot of concern locally and even on the state level um over the last decade or so uh everybody really would love would you know wanted to see the farm preserved it was part of a um, a landscape that was very rural there in that section coming from Branchburg into Bedminster Township. Um, so there, there's been a lot of concern and interest in seeing it preserved over the last decade, but we, until um, a couple of years ago, had come up short in terms of our ability to, to preserve the farm. Um, so a couple of years ago, I actually received a call um, from the landowner who was interested at that time in securing and preserving the farm through the farmland preservation program. And we just closed on that easement in um, on, Mar- on January 29th of this year. So we're very pleased that it will now be preserved in its current state forever. Um, it's surrounded by, I think it's nearly 4,000 acres of other preserved land. So it's part of a a landscape that's going to look the way it, it has for a long time, um, and it will look that way forever. What will happen so, um, to it, though? Is it going to become like a? Uh, is it going to be? You're going to be able to take tours of it. What, what will happen with it at this point? At this point, it's a preserved farm. Farm the farmland preservation program um, preserves agriculture. Um, in the state of New Jersey, it doesn't provide public access. There okay. are actually 300 acres that are owned by the county immediately across the road. Um, so it uh, it's the viewshed of the county park system on the other side, uh, but it will be preserved as a farm and continue in agriculture okay. uh, as it has for um, gosh, almost a hundred years. Um, are they are are all forever. the barns and buildings still on it? Are they still there from from the good old days? Most of them, yeah, most of them. There, a couple of them have fallen into some disrepair, um, but uh, but the original uh, main barn is still there with the two hundred the two hundred stall barn is still there. The um, the the white fencing that's all along the the road that's kind of um, it has been there since uh, Alan Levin owned it. Um, is still in place, and um, and most of the, the the historic home is, you know, that the the big brick house uh, is still there, as well as some of the um, some of the smaller homes on the property. The we actually used federal funding on that on that um, preservation project, and what's neat about the federal funding is that it provides another layer of protection that isn't necessarily inherent in the state program. There's an impervious coverage limit associated with the federal money, so it will remain very open in its um, in its appearance. It'll be open field agriculture, which is which is great because the state program would allow more agricultural stru- structures than the, than the federal program would. And that's critical also because it's got almost a mi- uh, maybe over a mile of of river frontage um, along the trout production line, uh, Black River, uh, up a rare the Raritan, a branch of the Raritan River there. How big is this? So place? that helps. It's 172 acres. Oh, there are two. There are two distinct lots. Yep. Um, come together, they um, are 172 acres. 
Well, that's a good size. How long did this project or process take from start of preservation till you actually got it approved? <laughs> Depends when you want to start when you want to start the clock ticking. But from the time that the landowner reached out to us, um, it was almost two years to the day. We um, so we had to go through the first we we applied for federal funding. Um, we actually. New Jersey Conservation Foundation is, um, provides consulting services to the township of Bedminster. So we were um, working in cooperation with Bedminster Township on this transaction. Um, in fact, the landowners reached out to us as a response to the local farmland advisory committee in Bedminster sending out a, a mailing that um, you know sought to, to drum up preservation interest by, by landowners in Bedminster. So they responded to that about two years ago, and we um, started, the first step we took was to apply to the federal program, and we received a 50% grant from the federal program. Um, and at that point, we went to the state for the match. Are there, are there any horses still on the property? There are. In fact, the barns currently are being, um, as I understand it, uh, leased to a, a local um, horse operation. Oh, They've been cool. there, I think, for maybe a couple of years now. So, yeah, they are currently, they currently have horses. If somebody, now, is it only, this is, I'm curious, is it only like historical farms like this that you, that can apply for conservation? What's the, you know, how do you become a place that could apply for conservation? Um, well, there are a bunch of different avenues, actually, to preserve land in New Jersey. But the farmland program focuses on um, criteria around um, prime and statewide soils that are very productive. That's You get extra points for that. Um, contiguity to other preserved land is really important. They want to preserve large swaths mm. of farmland as opposed to little discrete pieces. Um, there's, uh, local commitment to agriculture is one of the criteria. So there's, a, there's actually a, a whole, um, ranking system that you go through. Uh, but those are some of the main points that, that they're looking at. The, the soils, the size, the, con- the, the contiguity to other preserved farms or exist or other agricultural operations. So you mentioned, you know, one of the things that is, kind of a shame is to lose that that ability to ride. And of course, if you have a few little areas to ride, but they're not connected, you can't really have a um, a meaningful trail system. So um, so that's that's recognized in a whole bunch of different um, conservation programs in New Jersey. We're always looking to make sure that we connect preserve land to other preserved land. And you can be found at uh, and njconservation.org, right? I can, yeah. We have a lot of New Jersey listeners, so if you want to uh, head on over there and check it out, it's njconservation.org. Thank you for doing what you're doing to help preserve, you know, historical places like this, but also the land in general. Uh, But I'm so glad when when we don't see a thousand houses go up. Uh, You know, my wife and I have this saying, we we grew up in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and the same thing's happening there in Amish country is these farms are getting sold, and, you know, there's nothing but housing development after housing development. We always say, 
as we drive by, another cornfield shot to hell. But it's the same thing yeah. as pastures, right? Uh, you know, it's the it, same thing happening there. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. It's njconservation.org. Thank you, Beth. We'd like to thank Purina for being one of our sponsors. It's Purina Animal Nutrition with three research-backed ration balancers to fill nutritional gaps in your horse's diet. Enrich Plus delivers a concentrated source of protein, vitamins, and minerals without the unnecessary calories. Enrich Plus Senior features ActiveAge prebiotic technology and Outlast supplement for aging easy keepers. Omega Match is rich in omega-3 fatty acids and vitamin E, great for horses without access to green grass. Find a ration balancer for your horse at PurinaMills.com slash ration balancers or visit your local feed store. Now, Wendy, you said you had a, you knew something about this actually, right? The well, I didn't involved? know about this farm, but uh, Alan Levitt, I think it's Alan Levitt Jr. It, he married the, the women that inherited the land that is now the Kentucky Horse Park. Oh, was that right? And so, when so they were related yeah, so when, to that? To the Hamil- huh? to the Lena LaBelle people? Yes, I think Alan Levitt is yeah. the son of the okay. Lana LaBelle people. And the reason I knew them was because um, his brother, who I'm going blank on his first name now, was uh, Dave Hirsch's partner in doing the Doe Run Carriages. He, so ah. he was the... Where they the were some of the first CD carriages, right? Yeah, they were the it, like twenty five, maybe almost. We're going on thirty years now. But they, um, Dave's friend, uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his first name, but he was a um, an engineer, and they made like independent suspension wheels on that carriage, and it was a three phase, so you could do dressage, cones, and uh, marathon in that carriage. And Dave used to drive like a crazy man, and he never flipped it over. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it is David Levitt. Thanks, Jennifer. I think it is, yes. The Daves at Doe Run. Wow, that's really cool. What a small world. Yeah, and so when you're at the Kentucky Horse Park and hacking around, that huge standard bread farm that abuts the Kentucky Horse Park, uh, Alan Levitt lives there, and, and he and his wife breed the standard breads there. Wow. And what's the name of that farm? That that farm is... Um, Forget. I can't Jennifer remember. Jennifer will know. She knows. What, what Walnut the, Hall. Walnut Hall. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. right. Walnut Hall, which is beautiful right behind uh, the, the horse park. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. gorgeous. Cool. Well, uh, it is time for callers. Now, let's find out if Jamie fell asleep on us. Are you still there? I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I'm here, barely. Okay, she's fading, so if you want to talk I to us. I accidentally wiggled my toes. Oh, uh, no. Is that so the scream we heard? Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. quiet for a minute there. Whew. Well, let's review here Well, at the top of the 10 o'clock hour. If you want to give us a call, get in line right now. Jennifer, I'll get you set up. 435-272-1997. We're going to take calls. We have no- nothing else planned for the rest of the show. We'll just do a quick review. Jamie, Jamie went down with Thor yesterday. Thor landed on top of her and uh, banked her up pretty good and broke her foot in several places. So she's in a cast for a little while and she's very happy about that. She's going to get some recreation time. She's going to get to sit uh, around and eat bonbons while Chad and Lucas do all the work. (laughs) Uh, I was just thinking like I got to go out and feed. How the hell am I going to bring all these horses in and carry hay when you're on crutches? You're not. You need a scooter with a trailer. With a (laughs) trailer. 
I need I need to steal that little Walmart scooter. I could put hay in the basket and drive it around. I know. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. Were you in your pajama bottoms when you were at Walmart? No, uh, Glenn, <laughs> Jennifer, you'll appreciate this. Oh, no. So we go out riding and I got just like kind of threw on some clothes and I threw on Jennifer, those God awful pink striped breeches that you gave me. Oh <laughs> and that, oh no, they were pink, awful too. They're just hideous. They're pink, <laughs> green, turquoise stripes. And oh I gosh. come in the house and I'm like, I can't move. I got to go to the ER. I'm like, Shannon, help me get these pants off. <laughs> I can't wear these. I end up wearing sweatpants. Um, because Wendy, I they are not. the god awful ugliest breaches you've ever You'll seen. You'll see the picture when I get it because oh, I'll good. post it on our Horses in the Morning page. And I have this turquoise shirt and I was like, oh, this will match. I got this new Mustang shirt at the auction. I'm like, oh, it's turquoise. It'll match these god awful, hideous pink striped breeches. <laughs> and of perfect. course, that's a perfect outfit for Walmart. <laughs> It's not for going to the ER. I just was like, I can't do it. So even though my foot hurt, I'm like taking off my boot. I'm like, unvelcro the breeches and pull. Thank God oh, I was God. wearing underwear. This random girl down the street. She's like 20. I'm like, here, pull off my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wear these to the ER. So anyway, that's what I was wearing um, in Walmart afterwards while I was getting my crutches. And that's just the worst. That's just, it's midnight. It's Walmart. You're in a scooter. It's just nothing good. <laughs> that Wendy, Terrible. you need to unplug. Um, all right, let's let's also review one other thing before we go to callers here, and that was the naming of the new Mustang. And the, uh, we we have well, Monty Roberts helped out. Do you want me to play? You want me to play the whole thing or just Monty? Uh, um. But the song, yeah, on. Yeah. no, let's play. Let's just play. Okay. We'll play Monty six times in a row. Just the first. <laughs> All right. So here's Monty helping he name the, the new Mustang that Jennifer or Jamie picked up over the weekend. Hi, Jamie. I've just seen some beautiful pictures, and uh, there's no question this is one of the nicest looking uh, Mustangs that I've seen ever. Uh, oh. He's gorgeous, and we were looking up the gods. Because he looks a bit like he's out of the sky with clouds and everything. So we've decided that it's Zeus. Zeus was the god of the open skies in front of the other gods and the thunder coming down. And it's what made me think about him uh, when I saw the pictures. So we're saying Zeus. That's right, Monty Roberts named my Mustang. I went right to the, I'm like, who is the person that can name him? I got contacted Elisa. She came up with some awesome names that I will save for the next one. And um, I just, I said, I need, uh, maybe Monty will come up with something. And oh my gosh, unless it was Poco Cowboy Bueno, I was going to go with it. <laughs> what would you have done if he had come up with Poco Cowboy Bueno? <laughs> I guess we'd have had to call him Cowboy. <laughs> Well, we have uh, Robin Donahue on here, who is a big fan of all of our shows and, I, and a driver. And you're going to be oh. in heaven here, Robin. You get all of us at once. That's awesome. I am so lucky. You are. So what's up? Um, not much with me. I'm actually going to an open house for like some bridal extravaganza this weekend with the horse and carriage. So it's oh, like I'm not getting paid for it, but. <laughs> not, not B-R-I-D-A-L, not a bridal extravaganza. Yeah, talking yeah. like a real bridal. Okay. <laughs> they don't have that kind of bridal extravaganza here. 
no. the other no. kind of bridal that we know nothing about. about right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The one that will hopefully give me money. Those kind of brides. Cool. Nice. <laughs> so I'm doing that on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <clears throat> but yeah, Jamie, I am so, I feel so bad for you. Oh, and I, I can't even imagine the pain that you're in because you don't have any pain meds yet. Yeah, no pain meds. And the pain of like, um, I, I've actually got a message into Debbie Laux to see if I have to cancel my dream life of becoming, you know, a doing the first training session at Monty's their next one's not till October. And we've already booked, uh, you'll appreciate this Glenn. I'm sorry, Glenn, I need payments. Um, Chad <laughs> and Lucas were going to drive with me to California and spend a couple of days and then fly home. And we've already got their tickets. And we, I mean, everything Ugh. is totally done. Oh, I'm so, pumped. but enough about me. How are Leaping you? Dog. <laughs> Freaking dog. You know, we were talking about it before the show, Robin, and you have this, too, with your carriage, because you go out to places that you've never been before doing, you know, carriage rides with people and, and you're, because you're commercial. Right. The dogs that get you are the quiet ones. The, the barky dogs that yes. are barking from the time they run from the house to the fence are fine. Horses don't seem to care about those. But, boy, those dogs that sneak up on you, they, they go full tilt right to the fence, and then they bark. They're the worst. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Yeah. They're snipers. We, by my mom's They're sniper house. dogs. Yeah. yeah. By yeah. my mom's house, we had this house we always had to drive by or drive by, ride by, and their yard was completely overgrown with like just weeds and like desert type weeds because we lived in Las uh, Cruces, New Mexico. And they had two Afghan hounds, big and hairy, and I think they were black, and they would do the sneak attack. And you would, I mean, they'd never bark. They would just, um, all of a sudden, and it would be like rustling through the, the, the weeds, the dry weeds, because, you know, desert and all. And then all of a sudden, they'd just jump at the fence. And we were only about, like, three feet from the fence where we had to ride through. And it it was like, oh, my God, I hate, we have to drive, we have to ride by this house because the stupid dogs are out. <laughs> so, yeah, I know exactly <laughs> <laughs> the dogs. Oh man, we've all <laughs> it had sucks. it happen too. And and uh, when you have a bolting pony who really doesn't like that, it's that's the one thing I I I'm always a little frightened of. Uh, yeah. yeah, and you. I mean, thankfully, I, my carriage horses are are pretty okay with just about everything. So yeah, I hope well, so. You're yeah, carrying I said passengers that about Thor too. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, Jamie, you you know, you hear the Mustangs. That's the one thing that they're always. It's the quiet one that's going to eat yeah. them. It's not yeah. the one that mm -hmm. makes a lot of noise. It's the quiet one. So you know, instinctually, I am shocked. Like, actually, act like predators. Yeah, I'm shocked that either one of them didn't run away after you fell off. I am shocked. I know, me too. I, I just they're both just such nice, sensible guys, and I really feel yeah. like. You know, part of me was like, is Thor, did he do that on purpose because he's jealous I was spending time with his brother? <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. <laughs> yeah. so, Thor so, didn't run away because he wanted to stay with mom and Zeus didn't run away because Jamie didn't tap on his back feet. That's right. <laughs> That's right. To try and pick him up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Thank you, Robin. Thanks, Robin. Thanks. You guys have a good one. All Go right. get those meds. <laughs> 
Glenn, everybody was going to call about podcasting, but I've stolen your podcasting thunder. And- no, no, that's okay. Uh, we have Uta on the line. Let's go to Uta next. Uh, good morning, Uta. Good morning. How is everybody? Good. Well, Katie isn't doing so good from what I hear. I know. Uta, thanks for calling in. Yeah, this is a this is just super fun. It's horses. You know, I mean, if it wasn't horse related, then I'd probably be more mad. So, well, and yeah. technically, yes, you're right. You didn't fall, but it was a spill. <laughs> yeah. It was Spill's a-, a good word, too. What was the other word? We had wipeout. I got to look that wipe song out. up. Yeah, you guys talk a while. I'm going to get wipeout. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Uta? What's going on, girl? Oh, my gosh. Well, I feel like I've been absent, absent uh, you know, from, from the show for a while because I just uh, have been so busy with work. But uh, you have been quiet. I, came, I what? I said you have been fairly quiet. Yeah, well, the problem was I got a promotion and I think I need to give it back because it kind of interferes with my time listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Send it back. <laughs> That's funny. Well, we sure do appreciate you calling in. Uh, um, was there anything else you wanted to, 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 did you have anything you want to yell at Glenn for or anything? <laughs> well, I was Not- interested to hear what he was going to talk about with this podcast conference. I'm curious what that's all about. Yeah, well, actually, I'm, I am, uh, I am assigned the task of talking about how to get sponsors. Uh, you know, it, I guess listeners who don't listen to any other podcasts would assume that they all have sponsors. And, and actually, the Horse Radio Network is one of the rare. Uh, there's virtually nobody else that has the number of sponsors or the dedication of sponsors that we do. So when I get asked to talk, it's usually about the sponsor side of things. And I know, you know, people get sick of hearing commercials and everything, but the only reason that the four of us can be on the show today is because of them and, you know, and their dedication to the shows, you know, and, and to be honest, we've helped build a couple of those companies to the point where they are now too. Um, so it's been a, it's been a two way street because you guys are so good at supporting our sponsors. The listeners just go, I mean, we have the best listeners in the world. And I, I say that, and I'm sure every other podcaster says that, but they don't understand. I mean, what other podcasts have their listeners writing songs and, you know, look at, look at, uh, the Radiothon. We had a hundred entries of voicemails that day. Uh, you know, that doesn't, that does not happen. It just doesn't happen. Uh, our auditor page is probably one of the most active Facebook pages I've ever seen. I just can't keep up. <laughs> with all the I love our <laughs> listeners. I love everybody. You guys are so cool. And like, I just knew as I'm sitting in the ER, I'm like, oh, everybody's going to just love this. Like, I mean, I, I think like, I think it's three dimensionally now, not just what's going on in my life, but like what you guys are going to think, you know, and technically I didn't fall off. <laughs> So that's really great, Glenn. So, Uta, let me ask you a quick question. What is it about the Horse Radio Network that you like? What what makes you stay? What about the shows makes you stay? Well, it's it's about a topic that I'm really interested in. It's very interactive, which that's what I like about it probably the most. And in the beginning... You know, it was just a show to listen to, but because you you have the chance to call in and be part of the show and the the people that you meet, even though, you know, it's just online or on on the radio, uh, it's just, it's really, really special 
and I'm not really sure that I'm explaining it very well, but um, yeah. I feel like I know everybody. Uh, you know, it was funny when we had the listeners stop by here the other day. It is really true. And Wendy, we've had this too. When you go places, people know all about us. And it, it, when we meet, when we meet you guys in person, we're so happy to meet you. But then we're also a little freaked out because we forget we're actually talking to people when we're doing the show. We, <laughs> we're just <laughs> here still, spilling our guts. And then yeah. we meet you guys and it's like, yeah, I know that. I know that. I know that. I know that about you. And it's like, wow, we really do talk too much. But um, I feel like yeah, I know them too. He's like, he's like, you're, why are you meeting your internet stalkers? I'm like, these aren't internet stalkers. These are our fans. We talk to them. <laughs> They're our buddies on Facebook. That's right. But you know, people of our generation are not used to having like online friends. You know, like it seems a little weird still. But I think in you know, people much younger than us have tons of online friends, and it doesn't seem like a weird thing to them. You know, in my PowerPoint presentation on Friday, the first slide is quotes from the listeners. That's my first slide because you guys are the most important thing about this show. We wouldn't be here without you. And I'm telling you guys, you'd be very proud. We have the most dedicated listeners at all of uh, all of podcasting. Um, and I'm not just saying that. We really do. And we have the most dedicated sponsors, too. Uh, and I'm so happy we'll be announcing two new big sponsors, that have, big sponsors that I've actually been working on for eight years. And it's because they have seen the growth of the Horse Radio Network, and they've seen us plastered all over Facebook and all over everywhere that they they have come aboard um, and it's it's because of that you know the radiothon was huge for us too we had some sponsors try us out at the radiothon uh, and you'll, you'll know who I'm talking about and we were their number one source of traffic at Christmas so you know That's crazy I mean and they advertise everywhere and we were their number one source of traffic and the word got out about that it's because you guys are so dedicated in supporting the shows and supporting our sponsors and we can't thank you enough for that so and it's the only reason that Jamie was here this morning otherwise she'd be in bed right now it's the only reason <laughs> that so. is I I just I had so much and to Wendy she had other things to do that she could have done this morning and she showed up because I called and said hey look will you come help us out this morning and you know she it's because of you guys that she's here today so That's I right. can't say enough good things about that uh, cool. thank you to we got to get to a couple more callers uh, have a good one at work and don't get fired but still listen to our show or maybe get <laughs> fired we're more important so uh, <laughs> thanks Suda. Right, take care bye <laughs> hey Celeste is on here as well hi Celeste hey guys how are you doing pretty well how about y'all good so you you have anything to say to Jamie I want to ask you a podcasting question too <laughs> Well, I'm a, I'm a little late joining the show, but I'm seeing on the Otter page that Jamie and Thor had some kind of tumble. Uh, uh, they had a wipeout, and I think I have the song. Let oh. me see if it's the right one. Oh. It's Jamie's oh. new theme song. Nice, Glenn. <laughs> Sensitivity at its best. That's the guy we Okay. Well, well uh, Thor, my Thor, first concern no. then is, um, are you still going to be able to come to Rolex? Oh, I didn't think oh. about that. Hells yes, girl. Come on. Yeah, that's like <laughs> 20 weeks away. <laughs> I should I should be off so, the just by then. I, I think I should be out of the boot by then. Oh, I, no, you should yeah. you should totally you should work that, Jamie. I think you get a chair and Lucas gets a stroller and you both get to get pushed around cross country. <laughs> <laughs> that's genius. That's genius. 
<laughs> yeah, that ain't happening. I'm sorry to hear that. Though. That that stinks so bad. I'm glad you're okay at least. Well, that's relative, but we'll get to yeah. So yeah, um, for I I saw that you have had some issues with your little baby. Uh, Celeste is one of the ones that inspired me to breed a mare because Celeste got a baby and she's raising it upright. And I guess she's had abscesses for a while. Do you have super wet weather right now? Yeah, uh, it's so wet here. It's it's like right in that you know uh, temperature zone between like it's not quite cold enough to freeze the mud, but it's not warm enough for any of the moisture to evaporate so it's really wet and she just got a little tiny tiny little pebble in her white line just just inside of her just her soul but um it uh that she formed an abscess like a subsolar abscess which is the first time i've ever dealt with one and it has been held to try and get it to get, try and get it to drain properly and and open up and she was getting, she'd get better, then she'd get three-legged lame, then she'd get better, and she'd get three-legged lame. So we're almost at about three weeks now, and she's just finally, I think it's just finally starting to uh, completely drain out properly and heal from the inside. So it's been, been a long three weeks with that, just feeling bad for her, but I think she's on the mend. Oh, good. Good, good, good. All right, Glenn. Yeah. Sorry. I did, I, we no, had to that's talk okay. first. That's okay. So, Celeste, how long have you been <laughs> listening to our shows? Oh, man. Um, let's see. I think I've been a Horse Radio Network stalker for at least four <laughs> years now. Celeste, you might actually go into our internet friends. She might go into the stalker category, Wendy, actually. Um, <laughs> that's called a diehard fan. <laughs> So, so, so how do you listen? What do you listen on? Uh, I typically, um, I usually listen on my iPod. I uh, have all the shows set to just download automatically every day, and then usually. Wait a minute! Did you say your iPod? iPod? Yeah, I mean, how two thousands are we you? Don't spend money. <laughs> we don't spend money on things that aren't broke. Okay. You're the. <laughs> You're the second person in a week. I had an email too from a listener that that listens on her iPod, and I'm going, "Oh my God!" My dad said he'd been sitting on the shelf for about five years. I don't think I've even gotten it off no, the shelf. Send it it's to so Celeste. great. So I, I just plug my iPod up every day and um and download whatever is new for the day, and then I put it back in its little case and I strap it to my hip and I go out and I ride or clean stalls or change abscess dressings or <laughs> whatever's going on. So, Ooh, um, there's yeah, a new it's, one. It's I can use I that can on Friday. I can say people listen while they change abscess <laughs> dressings. That'd be great. I can yeah, use the, that one. The These podcasters are not going to <laughs> ever done. <laughs> but I also have a pretty long commute, so I, I listen in my car a lot, too. Do you listen to other podcasts other than us, other than Horse Radio Network? Um, I pretty much, I listen to all the Horse Reader Network podcasts, and then I also, um, uh, I'm like an old person in a young person's body, but I, I like some of the NPR stuff. How did I, I know you were going to say that? Car Talk every week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> car, car Talk. talk and, um, uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and a couple other just, like, fun, like, stuff Science you should Friday. know. Some, some of them just, like, yeah, like, I don't Jet know. Wendy loves Science Friday. Stuff, too, so. Yeah. 
<laughs> I love car talk. Yeah. You know, even in the reruns, oh, I still car listen talk, to car talk that. every week. You know, mm-hmm. I still listen. And I'm I, sad then, every week. My husband had never heard of car talk until he met me. And like now we, because we kind of have different taste in music. We literally only listen to podcasts when we go on long trips. So like when we went to Tennessee to get the baby, we were listening to you guys. and. Oh, Talk do you and make him listen to us? Time. That's torture. <laughs> he, he, he likes you guys too, but we, I usually do give him the Friday episode. So he's got really bad ads. He loves really bad ads. <laughs> well, we do too. Thank you, Celeste. One more <laughs> caller, and then we're going to have to let Jamie go heal her wounds. Uh, so, okay, uh, Jamie, take, take care of that foot and... and Good to talk to you guys, and good luck on your uh, keynote speech there, going. Thank you very much. Thanks, See you, Celeste. Celeste. <laughs> All right. I'll never Listen, get enough of that. We went down together. We went down as a team. <laughs> Haley, intern Haley's on the phone. Hi, Haley. Good morning. Good morning. I knew you would call. Do you like my new jingle for Jamie? What do you think? Oh my gosh, it's it's really good. I it's see. I knew she'd like it. I'm sorry, Jamie. <laughs> but hey, Jennifer and I decided, you know, uh, misery loves company. So I wanted to call and tell you my broken story. Okay. And okay. how I can totally commiserate with you here. Um, I had signed up. I took a farrier class as part of my student student equine uh, journey, and. My professor was going to do a summer learning how to shoe horses, and I was really into it at the time. I'd been experimenting with trimming my own a little bit, and um, I bought all the tools. I spent like $300, $400 I'd saved up, bought all the tools, and then, honestly, I think it was a week before the class was going to start, I broke my arm. I got kicked by a colt because I was doing something stupid and not... I just wasn't, I just wasn't being smart and, um, broke my arm, couldn't go to the class, of course. And now I have a full set of fairy tools just resting in my back. Oh, <laughs> um, no. So, you know, I feel you there. And after that, I went and worked at a barn all summer long. It was, it was actually a really, really terrible, terrible job with totally neglected horses, but this isn't very positive. Um, <laughs> so I threw saddles all summer long with my broken arm in like a splint, and I really should not have. <laughs> and so <laughs> I just wanted to commiserate and say, don't push it. Like, okay, just to take some time to enjoy it. I don't know if you've broken a bone before, but don't push yourself. Well, <laughs> Let that's it heal awful. and then go play hard. That's awful sweet. Yeah, um, I my the the guy the doctor who was working on my foot is a friend of ours and he was like so i'm like wait so i have to be in the crutches for like a while and i have to like keep this boot on i go because last time i broke a bone in my foot you told me i could take my boot off to ride and he was like yeah that's not this he was like you have to sleep in the boot you have to ride in the boot all the time and i was like so i can't ride and he goes jamie now I know you're going to be sitting on that horse bareback. Who are you kidding? <laughs> as long as you know, Doc. <laughs> but I, yeah, right. it's going to be a little bit, a, a little while, I believe. So um, I've got two Mustangs that need some exercise. If somebody can come on over, that'd be great. <laughs> Haley will be right down. Haley, real yeah. quick, couple questions. How did you hear about Horse Radio Network first? How did you find us? I heard it from Jenna Coons, who's another listener. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's I remember. Listen. I think I told the story before. She 
she and all my classes, my horse classes, she was a genius. She just, she knew everything about what was going on in the horse world. Oh, you mean she's one of those people that makes you feel stupid uh, when you're in class? No, no. She's very humble. Okay. (laughs) But she was a bit of a Hermione Granger. She knew all the answers. And I remember saying, Gemma, how do you know all of this information? How... I want to be like you. And she said, well, I listen to podcasts and this is my favorite one. And, and, uh, and I found you guys and just fell in love. I think I've listened three or four years now, something like that. Gemma um, learned from us. That's scary. Are you sure the information <laughs> was correct? I'm just saying. Absolutely. You know. Okay. Yeah. Right, just check. <laughs> it's a guess. I'm she always said. Yeah. It's not us. <laughs> that's, that's good stuff. And 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 uh, intern yeah, Haley, do you do you listen to any other podcasts other than HRN? I do. It, can I say what? You yeah, 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 that? yeah. I want you to. Um, I I like lore. It's a podcast about ghost stories, and it's just like a twenty minute thing that comes on. There. It's like bi weekly. Um, it just has spooky ghost stories, and I've kind of into what's that it called sort of again? Lore, L O R E. Oh, he cool. just does a really good job with storytelling. Oh, that's um, cool. That's neat. There, there, there are a lot more storytelling podcasts well. coming out now. They're, that's becoming a thing now where they're really taking time and doing proper production value and uh, doing old sound yeah. effects and stuff. It's really cool. You'll have to listen to Limetown as well. That's another kind of, you know, supernatural mystery type of a podcast that's super good. So, so she, if we did like if I, if we talked about the X Files because that was one of my favorite shows ever, X Files Lost and Horses is like the perfect podcast. <laughs> I'm going on my own, I'm starting my own. There show. you go, Jamie. Yeah. You're gonna have time sitting Basically. on your butt. Uh, oh, start another one. I'm Thank- a sci-fi nerd. I, you know. <laughs> Thanks, That's intern awesome. Haley. Take care. Yeah, have a good one. All right, bye. So that's it. We're running out of time. Jamie's running out. (laughs) She has to get her pain meds and get that done. Wendy has uh, things to do today. She is a vet after all. And I, we have to head to Tampa for PodFest. So thank you, everybody, for Wendy, joining us thank today. thank you for joining us and helping out. I really no, appreciate it. Thanks for having it. me. And it's I hope you feel better cool. soon. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be running the marathon by next week. I'll be good. <laughs> now, now, Jamie, you do have off on Friday, so do not get up, okay? Uh, just, Thank you for uh, the reminder. I uh, <laughs> tell you. Tomorrow, just to remind everybody again, is Horse Husbands. You're going to want to tune into that one. And on Friday, Mary Kitzmiller will be back here live again on Monday. There will not be a live feed tomorrow and Friday. They'll just come out on your player. Uh, so uh, that's what's happening. We'll look forward to seeing you all on Monday. I'm going to play out the show today with O'Malley's new name done by Jerry put a lot of work into it so we might as well play it again and we'll play the show out with that and uh, take care Jamie we'll be in touch all right all right see you thanks Sponge Wendy and we'll see you uh, we'll see you tomorrow see you tomorrow all right bye-bye bye I realized after listening to the Mustang song and then hearing the actual events that took place over the weekend that I had not written the perfect country and western song. I hadn't said anything about trucks, prison, or getting drunk. So now, after Miss Jennings' adventure, I believe I've written the perfect country and western song. Well, she was drunk when she pulled in to the prison. Her friend Donna parked the trailer with the truck
She'd come to bed at auction with just a little amount of cash. Hoping she didn't go over, cause Chad just might kick her ass. But now she's bidding on a Mustang named Amali. She'll just hope Chad understands when she gets home. They put him on the trailer, but she didn't turn on her phone. Hoping when the trip was over, all her stuff would still be at home. But now she's hanging out with Mustangs cause she's homeless. Who'd have ever thought an auction could cause such pain? But you don't have to call her by her barn name. Why can't she give her Mustang a brand new name? Well, you don't have to call him by his old name. Cause Monty Roberts gave her Mustang. Monty Roberts gave her new Mustang. Monty Roberts gave her new Mustang a brand new name. Hey, faded or gelt? I must forgot. <laughs> and Zeus was the new name. Zeus, it is. Because Monty Roberts said he was the most beautiful Mustang he's ever seen. <laughs> oh, <Light> I, <laughs> I had to. Of course. All right, everybody, have a great day. Faded or gelt? 